Doesn't time fly when you're having fun? Welcome along to the final episode of the Peter Greenwood Show at the Glasgow Film Festival 2022. My name is Peter Greenwood, and on this episode we are speaking to director Kate Dolan, who directed the movie You Are Not My Mother. So, let's take a little listen to the interview, shall we? This is the Peter Greenwood Show, and I am in a hotel in Glasgow, in a super secret location, but no hotel on Pitt Street. To my <laughs> left is a director of a motion picture film. Could you tell me your name and what, what you directed, please? Yes. Uh, so my name's Kate Dolan. I'm the writer-director of You Are Not My Mother, which just had its um, UK premiere at Fright Fest here in Glasgow. Congratulations on it. I did see the film prior yes. to meeting you. Let's talk about how it all came together. What was the origin of this film? Uh, yeah, so um, the film's very much inspired by kind of Irish folklore and uh, I was always really fascinated with kind of stories of myths and legends of Ireland and, you know, a lot of them were very dark and kind of sinister and uh, I think as a horror filmmaker it felt just like there was so much rich territory to look at there in terms of the kind of monsters and characters in that kind of folklore so yeah it's it's uh, the film's kind of based on the changeling mythology it's about a young girl whose um mother is suffering with her mental health and then she goes missing and when she returns her behavior becomes increasingly strange and there's uh, kind of a supernatural explanation to that so yeah and we can't tell anymore or else it'll spoil the film yes exactly <laughs> yeah were these stories kind of stories you told as kids to each other is have they always been in your life how did you find out about them yeah, they're just, I think in Irish culture, they're very much just part of our upbringing and our culture. And, you know, the funny thing about the stories is they're kind of told to you as if they're real, even when you're a kid. So, you, you, you know, in Ireland, everyone, I think, kind of is afraid not to believe them fully. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. there's even, you know, uh, stories of like motorways in Ireland, which have been diverted to not pass through a fairy mound and really? things like that. Yeah, no, people still are very superstitious of that stuff. And like, if there's a fairy tree, you can't dig it up or you can't disturb it and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's very much just part of our kind of society, I suppose, which is, uh, yeah, it's kind of just part of us in our DNA, I suppose. So what made you want to take this particular story and make a film around it? Um, I think, you know, I, I obviously the folklore is really important to me, but obviously the kind of meat of the story is about coming of age in a family when you're, um, you have a family member who's unwell or kind of, it's about kind of seeing your parents for the first time that they're not infallible and they kind of come down off that pedestal that you've had them on and you realize that they're just human and they have flaws and they have struggles and then as a young person coming of age in a family, how you kind of take that, you know, struggle of the idea that there's mental health problems in your family and you overcome them and how to kind of take that on and confront it head on and, and not kind of shy away from that as well. So, yeah, that there was um, that was kind of the meat of the story I wanted to tell. And I've just found the folklore was a great way to kind of tell that story, which, yeah. So. And it all kind of came together. Yes, it did. <laughs> Let's talk about the casting of the film, because yeah. Hazel Doopy? Dupe? Uh, <laughs> it's just Hazel Doop. Hazel Doop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure. I apologize, Hazel. It's a Hazel, hard name. Yeah, <laughs> it's a hard name to pronounce. <laughs> so Hazel Doop came along, and she plays Char, who yes. is the, who, the young lady in, in question. And Carolyn Bracken, Bracken? Yeah, Bracken, yeah. Bracken plays her mother, Angela. What was it like finding these 
these actress, actors and how did they test together and build a relationship together? Yeah, it was a funny one. Like I, I cast Hazel first because I had seen her in a few things that I knew she'd be able to kind of play that role. And, you know, Char is a very internal character, so y she doesn't have a lot of dialogue to articulate how she's feeling. So a lot of it has to be done through looks and reactions to other characters. So I knew Hazel was very competent in that way. So we cast her first. And then it was strange because it was during kind of COVID was still very fresh. So you couldn't really meet up to do rehearsals and that, or like kind of chemistry tests. But we were lucky we got to do one in-person chemistry test with Carolyn and Hazel ahead of the film. And they just, there was something, they just, you know, both of them really felt that they had a kind of a connection anyway. And then when we did some kind of scenes and ran through some kind of tests with them, they, it just, it they really, you just felt it, you know what I mean? And uh, as soon as Carolyn left the room, Hazel kind of went that's her, that's who we need to like have in the movie because uh, we both really felt it. So um, we were just really lucky, I think. It was just, um, the cast were all, it felt like really gut feeling, you know, finding all the cast and then them, they really liked the script and it just, it all really gelled really easily, which, you know, it's uh, nice <laughs> on your debut yeah, feature. Yeah, a lot of time, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, there was no kind of difficult personalities or anything like that. Everyone was just really lovely and down to earth and really kind of, working as a team to get the film made because it's like, you know, it was a very low budget film. So everyone kind of had to be in on that and just make sure that they were, you know, just doing their best to try and get yeah. it done, which uh, it all worked out in the end. Something I noticed about the film, and I'm going to try my best to avoid spoilers, is that both Hazel and Carolyn have very physical roles. Like you can see Char is keeping everything in. The weight of the world is on her shoulders. But then after how to say it after Angela returns yes there's a lot of physicality there with her with her movements and yeah. in certain scenes what was that like getting the actors into that headspace um yeah I think you know the actors were just really they really understood that you know what I mean so I didn't really have to kind of um overstate that to them or anything like I think Hazel you know me and Hazel had a lot of conversations about Char and what she's feeling and you know what kind of the impact of the family situation is on her and I think Hazel's just a really talented actress so she just she knows how to do that physically do you know what I mean because she she's not articulating with dialogue so she she's just a very gifted person and she knows how to kind of perform that um and then Carolyn again just like you know I gave her some references on physicality and like you know so like particularly for a certain scene in the middle of the mm -hmm. movie where she kind of is dancing and yes. um I gave her some references like you know a scene from you know the subway scene in Possession 1981 yes. where she's like kind of yep. flying around yeah <laughs> um so I gave her that and then another couple of things and but Carolyn's very she's just a very physical person and her body is very kind of she's quite tall and her arms are long and like, you know, so she has that kind of ability of movement and, and she can kind of contort her body. Um, and I knew that cause she had been kind of uh, played kind of a spooky ghost in another movie where she was kind of quite physical. Um, so yeah, she just, uh, she, and I think the best thing about Carolyn is she's really not afraid to kind of let herself go. Do you know, some actors I think are sometimes self-conscious if they have yeah. to do stuff like that where she wasn't at all. And she just really kind of, let it all hang out she was just like I'm just gonna go for it and like kind of really go kind of full catharsis on <laughs> all those kind of things like screaming and all that kind of stuff um so yeah we were just very lucky with the cast they were just brilliant 
So when filming wrapped and it was into the editing stage, how long did that take and what was that process like, particularly during these trying times, as they're known? Yeah, um, the edit was actually a really great experience because I was lucky that um, my best friend, one of my best friends, edited the film. So he lives up the road from me. And uh, we, you know, we've known each other since we were like 18 and uh, we watch horror movies together all the time. So we kind of had a great editing experience where I would just walk to his house every day up the road and he would edit on his in his house on a, um, his computer with a big screen on the wall. And we just kind of hung out and edited the film. So it was I think in total, we it was about 10 weeks maybe editing. Um, and it was kind of broken up by Christmas, fell in the middle of it. So we got a bit of a break, which was good because we kind of got to think about it. And because he's my best friend, we were hanging out together a lot in our free time as well. So we got to talk about the film and like how to kind of improve scenes or and we watch horror movies together and go, oh, look, how did they do that? So it was like um, it was a great process, the edit, actually. I really enjoyed it. I'd like to ask a little bit about the music in the film. And yeah. again, trying hard not to spoil anything, but <laughs> you, you alluded to a dance scene and there's a very yeah. happy, very funky song in the middle of hell free breaking out. Yeah. Was that song always what you had in your head or was it something similar? What was the music like getting yeah. for the film? Um, so that's a funny story. So we, we have a great composer. We have a great composer on the film called Dee Hexen and she was involved in the film in prep and she actually she made a track for that scene um, in advance of the film shooting so that Carolyn, the actress, would have something to work off. And it was a very, um, it was kind of based in Irish trad music. It was very like guttural kind of drums and like, you know, trad kind of beats. And it was very scary. It was really good. It was a great track for Carolyn because it really got her into that scene of how to perform uh, the dance that she does. But then... And we use the term dance in parentheses. Yeah, yeah, it's a kind of a dance. Um, but she, like, that song then, we used that on set. That's what we played on set when we filmed it. That's what we were using in the edit. But then, as I said, we were breaking for Christmas, um, me and the editor, and it was the 23rd of December, and we had just finished cutting together that scene. And so we were about halfway through the edit of the film, and uh, we, I was like, oh, let's send the producer that scene, because I was really happy with it, and it was re looking really good. I was like, let's send it to her so she can have a look at it and as a Christmas kind of card. And I was like, oh, but, you know, it'd be really funny. Let's put All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey <laughs> underneath it as like a joke. And so he did that and we were laughing and like we sent it to the producer. But then we, me and him were watching it back and like just started out laughing. But there was something about it that the happy music like Mariah Carey singing with what was happening in the scene the juxtaposition of the two was it just was much more powerful than an actual like the kind of song that we had composed for that scene um and so then we were looking to like something that would we couldn't afford mariah carey obviously um, but we were looking for something that would do the same job as that and then i was th th thinking about what would what vinyls would the granny have in her house and how would we use that and then uh basically joe dolan who's like an old crooner of ireland kind of like a Tom Jones type character of Ireland uh, he has a song called You're Such a Good Looking Woman and like it's a very iconic song in Ireland I don't know in the UK he's maybe not as well known but uh, it just really fit we edited with it and it, then it just really worked and then that was kind of a song that we knew we could kind of afford but uh, 
yeah and it just it's been it really makes the scene a lot better i think yeah i think so definitely <laughs> yeah because yeah. as you said there's just this juxtaposition and it also oh i can't say that because spoilers i'll tell you about it when we're done here yeah yeah <laughs> what's next for the film because it's playing at the glasgow film festival yes yeah and it's coming out on april the 8th yes in cinemas in cinemas yeah what's next for it after this and what's next for you after this um yeah so the film it's uh the next release is actually in the u.s it comes out on the 25th of march in the u.s in cinemas at day and date so it's gonna be on vod over there as well and then obviously yeah in the uk it's april 8th and then april 18th i think it's vod for uk and ireland um and then it'll just be out in the world. We're, we have other distribution in countries like France and the Middle East and stuff, which is coming up too. And uh, yeah, so we're just kind of seeing how it gets taken by everybody and hopefully everyone enjoys it. But then for me personally, I have two other uh, feature film projects which are in development, uh, which I'm writing. So one of them could happen next. I'm not sure. We're seeing uh, how that will pan out, but it, they're both horror movies anyway. Oh, really? More yeah. horror? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you just m- must not like sleeping at night, huh? I, I think I have horror has the opposite effect on me. During the pandemic, I kind of, you know, in my most stressed moments, I the way to calm myself down was to watch, you know, like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre or like <laughs> Rosemary's Baby or something. Yeah. And like it's calming ability on me or something yeah this is completely off tangent but what i found about horror films is that if you're going up against a freddy or jason you've got a 50 50 chance they kill you or you kill them that's fine yeah where i get terrified now is like spirits and ghost horror movies because you can't fight a ghost you can't fight a demon that's what terrifies me now what do you what scares you now what scares me? I feel like it's hard to be scared. I think I just had so desensitized from horror. Um, I think the kind of unknown. There's a great movie called Lake Mungo. I don't know if you've seen that. I've heard of it. I know yeah, of it. it's. Um, I think that was the last film. It didn't necessarily scare me, but it made me feel. It made me feel a way that I hadn't felt watching a film for a long time. Like it wasn't necessarily fear, like a jump scare type fear, but it made me feel a very kind of existential dread, which I think um, it was quite disturbing. Uh, so that I think that was probably the last film I watched that maybe scared me. <laughs> Where can people find out more about you and about the movie online? Um, yeah, I mean, like, we have a website, um, You're Not My Mother... Uh, website which kind of has all the information about where you can get the movie and uh, information about the cast and crew and stuff and me you can just follow me on Twitter if you want I tweet about my cats and boring things but also about horror movies so I'm at uh, C-A-A-T uh, Dolan at on Twitter is my handle so you can follow me there <laughs> go say hello to Kate thank you so much for your time today it was really great to speak to you yeah thank you so much and great questions thanks a million My thank you to Kate for chatting to me, for giving her time so freely to sit and chat to me. It was so nice to sit and talk. I want to mention that You Are Not My Mother is playing at more festivals, so please Google You Are Not My Mother to find out where and when. You can also find Kate at her social medias, as she said. And go watch a film, because I watched it, and it's very, very good. And that is it for Peter Greenwood's show at the Glasgow 2020. 22 Film Festival. I nearly said the wrong date there, but it was 2022 Film Festival. Yes. I hope you've enjoyed these interviews. Regular scheduling programming will return shortly. 
until then, my name is Peter Greenwood. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. P-E-T-G-R-E-S-H-O-W. Petgree Show is the place to go. So until next time, hashtag Black Lives Matter. Bye, everybody. Bye.